ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كلام الله جل وعلا وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه كل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد فإني أرحب بكم جميعا مرة أخرى I welcome all of you once again as for tonight we're going to start inshaAllah ta'ala class about hajj and there is so many reasons why we choose to do so at this present moment at this time that because our noble scholars and I just quote Sheikh Ibn Baz Ibn Uthaymeen and others Rahimahumullah and those who are still alive may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them tawfiq, success and more knowledge and firmness upon the haqq and may Allah allow us to continue to benefit from them and from their work they mentioned that the classes in the, in the masjid <coughs> along with regular classes that the people need so they can learn their religion then it should be some special classes for special occasions for example when Ramadan approaches it will be classes in Tasafa, classes on Ramadan and give the people all what they need about the fasting in the month of Ramadan so that the people they have knowledge on how to perform these great acts of worship likewise when Hajj approaches then it will be some classes in which people they learn about this great pillar from the pillars of Islam, Al-Hajj and how to perform Hajj and by the way this class is, is not just for those who have the intention to make the Hajj this year now this is from the Deen of Allah whether you're going for Hajj this year or not this is still for us to learn this is one of the pillars of Islam, of Islam. you might not be going tonight this year you may learn something and benefit someone who's gone. Someone in your family, somebody you know, is going. 
at the least you can at least tell them look there is a class somewhere or, there, or if you cannot attend or there is a book and we're going to mention a couple of books actually I chose a book but we're going to mention a couple other books Alhamdulillah because our noble scholars they have compiled a lot of work Alhamdulillah that explains the Hajj and the Umrah easy in an easy way they give you all you need so that you perform your Hajj and Umrah in a way that is correct, that is sound and that is in accordance to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated according to how the messenger of Allah sallallahu performed Hajj so this is a very important for the du'at, for the imma of the masajid for anyone who is conducting classes to remember this golden advice of our noble scholars that along with the regular classes there should be moments throughout the year in which these people, the du'at, the imam of the masjid, the person who is conducting a class to give the people what they need. We're not going to talk about hajj after hajj is over. Now we need to give the people the hajj and do something about hajj before the people go for hajj. Alhamdulillah. Likewise, we're not going to give a class about Ramadan now. We could, but it would be better to give it before Ramadan. Before Ramadan, so the people have the knowledge, have the knowledge to perform this act of ibadah in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's beautiful to study the Hajj. SubhanAllah, it's amazing. Yeah, as you see while we're going through this book it's, it's amazing whenever some people may say hajj okay people go come back no it's it's a lot to learn from these chapters of hajj a lot alhamdulillah I choose to read from this book as you see I'm presenting in front of your eyes Tafsir al-Nasik بأحكام المناسك تبصير الناسك بأحكام المناسك على ضوء الكتاب والسنة والمأثور عن الصحابة تأليف فضيلة الشيخ العلام المحدث عبد المحسن بن حمد العباد البدر حافظه الله Of course there is many other books One of the most famous books is the book by our noble Shaykh Al-Allama Abdul Aziz bin Baz Rahimahullah Likewise Shaykh Al-Uthaymin Rahimahullah has a book on Hajj and Umrah Shaykh Al-Albani, Shaykh Fawzan many Mashaykh, our noble scholars they have written and compiled very beneficial work that explains for us how to perform this great act of worship this fifth pillar of Islam which is Hajj how to perform it in accordance to the Sunnah of the Prophet because it's not enough for a person just to go there and come back now it's not enough to just go because this is not just a journey for uh, you know it's not a vacation now this is a journey for Ibadah 
This is a journey, couple of weeks or couple or whatever, couple of days for ibadah. Whether a person spent 10 days in there or two weeks or three weeks or a month or more or less, keep in mind that that journey is to perform an act of worship, to perform a pillar from the pillars of Islam. And that's what makes the difference. Some people, subhanAllah, they act in a way once they get there and you wonder, are these people coming to for Hajj or coming for something else? They be complaining over things that subhanAllah, if the bus come late, they complaining instead to be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Of course, if somebody says, is this book is available? Of course it is available. Sure, in Saudi it is available, they give it for free. The Sheikh himself gives this for free in his classes. And also the, the a division of Hajj, they give this for free, they just give it out. This book, very important book, along with the book of Sheikh Rasimin and Sheikh Bilbaz, they give these books for free. Once you, those who are making Hajj, Allah give them there safe if they are not there already. You know, uh, this is given free. Okay, and as you see right here on the corner, this one, this copy I have actually. It says, to be given as a gift and is not to be sold. Sold, not for sale. It's a gift. So, cannot sell this one. This was given to, actually, I brought with me last year more than a dozen. But that's the only one I have so far. I gave them away, alhamdulillah. People, they say, go for health, and yeah, take this. We bring with us books and we give them out to those who want to make Hajj. We give them books, alhamdulillah. But if somebody here now says, well, how can we get a copy of this? Okay? You can get this one after we finish the classes, inshallah. Alright? Now, I don't mind. But if you want to get a copy now so you can follow the classes, yes, you can. There is a PDF. Okay, there is a PDF. All you have to do is download it. And uh, the link to the PDF is a little bit long, but you can find it on this blog, followtheselaf.com. Because these classes are going to be posted on this blog, followtheselaf.com. This class is number one, two, three, inshallah, but we're going to put a link over there. Or you can... I'm going to read the link. But also we're going to write it down and post it, inshallah ta'ala, okay? But I'm going to read the, the link. When you can download this PDF, inshallah. It says www.fiqhweb. F-E-Q-H-W-E-B as in boy. Dot com. Dash. No, slash actually, slash the one that's oblique. Huh? Forward slash. Forward slash. Okay. Forward slash, okay. 
forward slash Jazakallahan just one time huh? Dan D-A-N three forward slash U-P-L O-A-D-S that stands for uploads uploads another forward slash one three six four seven three seven two eight zero one dot pdf pdf i'm going to repeat it okay inshallah for those who miss something all you do is to go to this one you click it they will give you the pdf of this book and if you have it the brother maybe you have the book now right those who have note, notebooks, you can have it right now. Those who have little laptops with them right now, whatever. You may even have the book as we speak. Once again, www.feqhweb.com forward slash D as in David, A-N-3 forward slash uploads, U-P-L-O-A-D-S forward slash 1 three six four seven three seven two eight zero one dot pdf of course inshallah, as we say we're gonna write it down okay maybe Hussein will do that for us inshallah and put it up if somebody wants to make copies and bring them alhamdulillah it's up to you okay Jazakumullah khairan wa barakallahu fikum so this is a book, Tafsir al-Nasik bi ahkami al-Manasik ala dawi al-kitabi wa-sunnah wal-ma'thuri al-sahaba Tafsir al-Nasik Al-Nasik is the person who is performing the hajj giving them basira, insight, knowledge as related to the rulings of Manasik, the rights of hajj in the light of the book of Allah, the sunnah of the messenger of Allah and that which reached us from the Sahaba, from the companions. This is a Tab'a Sadisa. This is the sixth edition. It was number one, two, three. So this one, one of the last ones. Actually, it was the last year edition. The Hajj of last year, because of the year 1433 of the Hijrah. Do they have another one? We'll find out once we get there. Those who get there this year, they will find out if there is a seventh edition or not. Insha'Allah ta'ala. What is the, 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 the benefits of these editions? Because these editions they will have, uh, maybe the first edition may have some mistakes, printing mistakes. Something was missed in here and there. And then in the second edition, they review, they revise it and it's revised. The other edition may add something more, some more benefits and the like. That's why this one it says This is the sixth edition and it comprises additions. So edition that comprises additions, you know, addition of information. Alhamdulillah. I'm going to read to you the muqaddimah of our noble shaykh. Okay. He mentioned, he says, 
And this is one of the great scholars of our time, Al-Allama, Al-Shaykh, Abdul Muhsin bin Hamad Al-Abbad Al-Badr. The Shaykh is very modest. He doesn't like to be called Allama at all. And the Shaykh is very modest, Hafidullah, in his books. You always find just his name, like here, Ta'lif Abdul Muhsin. Don't even mention Al-Allama or the great Shaykh or Shaykh Al-Islam, none of that. Our brother, Shaykh Abdul Rahman Al-Umaysan, Abu Abdullah, Hafidullah, who is one of the students of Shaykh Abdul Muhsin. He spent more than 16 years studying with the Shaykh Abdul Muhsin. Alhamdulillah. This is a ni'mah from Allah upon him and upon those who Allah made it easy for them to spend time like that with this great Shaykh. And in this period of time, the Shaykh Abdul Muhsin, our noble Shaykh, Hafidullah, he has taught in the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ, and masjid al-Nabawi in al-Madina, the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ, from Friday night until Wednesday, Wednesday night, meaning every night except for Thursday night. And the Shaykh, they said he was very consistent, so much so that if he missed a night, he will make it up. SubhanAllah. And what did he teach in these long years, some fifth, over 25 years? Al-Kutub al-Sitta of Hadith. Sayyid al-Bukhari, finish it. Sayyid Muslim, Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Nasai, Majah. Now he's doing them all over again. Sheikh finish all these books, doing them all over again. Great knowledge. Of course, alhamdulillah, the explanation of this, it is found on the internet. You can listen to the Shaykh classes or those who go for Hajj. And if you have the ability to visit Medina, because visiting Medina, going to Medina and visiting the Prophet's Masjid, it is not from Hajj. It has nothing to do with Hajj, but since you're already there, and if the person have the time to visit, Inshamdillah, it's good. Try to go to the maktaba. There is a maktaba, library of the masjid. And go over there and submit a request. Tell them I want all the classes of Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Al Badr. They will copy them for you for free, as they did with me. I have a lot of CDs at home. Okay, but, but you have to be specific what you want. You want them on PDF, you want them on what? CD-ROM, you want them on? I don't know, it's different. They have different CDs. Now they have many gadgets. Maybe you take a flash, what do they call it? Flash drive? I don't know how many gigas, 8 gigas or 16 or 32, 64. They go up to 64, I'm making up stuff. No. They do? All right, I don't know. They do? They go more than 64? Oh, yeah, alhamdulillah. But that's a lot. Memory, right? So you can, you, you go with that too. 
And they may, Allah A'lam, put all, not just that, they have so many, uh, subhanAllah, amazing, they have a lot of classes of the great scholars, the ulama who taught over there. Even before Sheikh Abdul Muhsin and along while he was teaching, there is other noble scholars who they died, rahimahumullah. You will find the classes of Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, Sheikh Abdul Bin Baz, Sheikh Abdul Uthaymin in there, Sheikh Al-Albani, Sheikh Abdul Razak Afifi, Sheikh Muhammad Al-Amin al and many, Sheikh Muhammad Al-Umar Fallata, and many of the ulama of Al-Sunnah. So when you go there, try to do that the first day or the second day when you're there. Don't wait until the last time, and then they tell you we backed up, we cannot do it. As soon as you get there, go ask about the maktabah. And go there, Assalamu alaikum. I came from a long way from America. Would you please help me to get the, the, the rows of Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, for instance? They say how you want them. On a CD, on a flash drive, on what? You say, oh, on flash. Here you go. There is. The flash drive may take not even like three minutes or something. They may do it right there on the spot. Insha'Allah. So our Sheikh, as, as I mentioned, our brother, Sheikh Abu Abdullah Abdul Rahman Al-Umisan, he says once, he told us that once he was, he went to the Sheikh's house, because he used to go often. He says he went there and he asked about the Sheikh, and he says that Sheikh is busy in the other room with his nephews and the like. Later on, one of his nephews told him, he said, what are you guys doing? He says, no, we... The Sheikh, one of his books, the, 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 the printing house, whatever the place, they put Al-Allama Abdul Muhsin. Sheikh says, these books are not going out with this Al-Allama next to my name. So he has made himself, his nephews and others, all sitting there and, and crossing off Al-Allama. <laughs> SubhanAllah. La ilaha illallah. Now we learn a lot. This is Allama himself. He deserved this title. And he don't want it. Now you find some people love. You know, if you don't tell them brother Imam, he don't answer you. <laughs> if you don't say brother Imam, he's like, I was talking to you. Now you weren't talking to me. It's the same thing like some people who go for Hajj. Another example. Some people who don't have correct understanding. His name, what? Give me a name, Asman. Huh? What's his name? Give me a name, just a name, regular name. Ali. This is a brother Ali. But this brother Ali, maybe he didn't understand the purpose of Hajj and this. They go make Hajj. When they came back, you cannot call them with their name. They get mad. Not, not just in here, all over the world. You gotta call them Al-Hajj Ali. Hajji Ali. They get mad if you just tell him Ali. He look at you like, something wrong with you, man. I'm not Ali. No, you are Ali. No, that was a month ago. What, 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 what changed now after one month? You think I spent $7,000 for nothing? <laughs> call me Hajji Ali. There's some people, they do that. Which is wrong, no doubt. Which is wrong. You go make hajj, but that's between you and between your Lord. Some people they go make hajj and come back, nobody even know. 
except for those who were with them. They just go for vacation, nobody know where you go. No, I, uh, alhamdulillah, I took care of the business. That's it. They don't even know. Same thing like when you come and pray Asr. What are you going to pray? Asri Ali? Al Musalli Ali? Huh? Whenever you call Adan Al Mu'addin Umar? Now you fast Ramadan, what do you call it? Asa'im Ramadan Muhammad? Same thing. That's the ibadah and this is ibadah. But some people they love that. If you don't call them Hajji, they get la. So Alhamdulillah, we uh, choose to read from this book. I'm going to read to you the Muqaddimah. Yaqul al-Shaykh, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Muqaddimah. Alhamdulillah al-Malik al-Quddus al-Salam, Farad al-Faraid wa Ahkam al-Ahkam, Atamma Ihkam, Wa Ja'ala Hajja Baytihi al-Haram, Ahada Arkan al-Islam, Wa Mabanihi al-Idham, Wa Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lahu dhu al-Fadli wal-In'am wal-Jalali wal-Ikram. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله القدوة الأسوة الإمام حق الإمام أفضل من صلى وتصدق وحج واعتمر وصام اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله الشرفاء الكرام وعلى أصحابه هدات الأنام ومصابيح الظلام وعلى الذين جاءوا من بعدهم سائرين على نهجهم وكانوا لهم نظيف القلوب طيب الكلام يقولون ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقون بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم أما بعد This is how the Shaykh began this مقدمة and the ulama they mentioned different uh, statements Sometimes you find they say in alhamd, some of them say in alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu. The main khutbat al-haja that we hear some in Jumu'ah and we find in the opening of many books, other than them they choose to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to send the salat and taslim on the Prophet sallallahu family members and companions in different ways. This is very eloquent way. Walhamdulillah. Uh, the Shaykh he says, Amma bad, as to follow, Fa'inna min al ma'lumi lada al khasi wal am, ahlil islam, min ahlil islam, anna a'adha ma ni'matin an'am allahu biha ala al thakalaini, al jinni wal ins, fi akhir al zaman, an ba'atha fihim rasulahu al kareem, muhammadan alayhi. أفضل الصلاة وأتم السلام لإخراجهم به من الظلمات إلى النور وهدايتهم إلى الصراط المستقيم. الشيخ says it is well known for everyone the people of Islam the general people and those who have knowledge all know that one of the greatest of all favors and bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon mankind, upon the jinn and the human being, towards the end of the time that he has sent amongst them his messenger, his noble messenger, Muhammad alayhi afdalus salati wa atamat taslim. This is a great ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a great bounty by sending the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for the people. 
for the jinn and the human being to take them out from the darknesses to the light and to guide them to the straight path فَدَلَّ أُمَّتَهُ عَلَى كُلِّ خَيْرٍ وَحَذَّرَهَا مِنْ كُلِّ شَرٍ وَبَلَّغَ الْبَلَاغَ الْمُبِينَ so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has guided his ummah to all good, to every good, and warned them from all evil, and has conveyed the message in a clear way. وَقَدْ بَنَى اللَّهُ دِينَهُ الْحَنِيفِ عَلَى خَمْسَةِ أَرْكَانٍ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has built his religion of Islam upon five pillars. Upon five pillars. Shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah sallallahu The first pillar is to bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah alone and that Muhammad is his servant and a messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَاةِ The second pillar is to establish the prayers. وَإِتَاءِ الزَّكَاةِ And to give the zakat, that's the third pillar. وَصَوْمِ Ramadan, The fourth pillar, from the pillars of Islam, the fast in the month of Ramadan. وَحَجِّ بَيْتِ اللَّهِ الْحَرَامِ And to perform the hajj, the pilgrimage, by visiting the house of Allah in Mecca. That's the fifth pillar to perform Hajj. Of course, there is other things that you do. You don't just stay up by the Kaaba. Now you go to Mina, you go to Arafat, you go to Muzdalifa, Alhamdulillah. We're going to all uh, read to you in details what, when to go to these places in order and also what to do, what to say, and all that. And how much time you spend in there and the like. قال فضيلة الشيخ كما جاء ذلك مبينا في حديث جبريل المشهور الذي سأل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيه عن الإسلام والإيمان والإحسان والساعة وأماراتها says and these pillars of Islam are made clear in the famous hadith of جبريل عليه السلام in that hadith, Jibreel alayhi salam came in the form of a man and sat in front of the Prophet sallallahu and he began to ask him questions. He asked him about Islam, Iman, Ihsan, about the hour and its signs. وَقَالَ فِي آخِرِهِ And the Prophet sallallahu said in the end of that hadith, هَذَا جِبْرِيلُ أَتَاكُمْ يُعَلِّمُكُمْ دِينَكُمْ هَذَا جِبْرِيلُ أَتَاكُمْ يُعَلِّمُكُمْ دِينَكُمْ This is Jibreel who came to teach you your religion. Because as you remember in that hadith that Umar radiallahu anhu narrated for us, while the companions they were sitting with the Prophet sallallahu one day, a man was different. The way he looked, Nobody knew who he was. Nobody from the companion knew this man. 
and he he sat in front of the Prophet ﷺ very close in a manner that his knees touched the knees of the Prophet ﷺ. he sat in a very good way as the Sheikh Fawzan says explaining to us and we take from it a benefit that how the students of knowledge should sit in the circles of knowledge and he began to ask questions and when he finished he left and the Prophet ﷺ, he asked Umar do you know who was the person who was asking these questions and then the Prophet ﷺ, he said to them that was Jibreel he came to teach you your religion وَكَانَ جَوَابَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ لَهُ لِمَّا سَأَلَهُ عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ Now the answer in that hadith, the answer of the Prophet ﷺ, when Jibreel asked him about Islam, because he said to him, أَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ يَا مُحَمَّدْ أَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ O Muhammad, inform me about Islam. The answer was, أَن تَشْهَدَ أَن لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ الرَّسُولُ الله وَتُؤْتِيَ الزَّكَاةِ وَتَصُومَ رَمَضَانِ وَتَحُجَّ الْبَيْتَ إِنْ اسْتَطَعْتَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا رواه مسلم من حديث عمر ابن الخطاب رضي الله عنه So the answer was Islam is that you bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and that you establish the prayer and you pay the zakat you fast Ramadan and you make the pilgrimage to the house if you have the ability to do so if you are able to do so and of course this is a portion of a hadith that is collected with Imam Muslim and that hadith is number 93 in Sayyid Muslim from the hadith of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu وفي صحيحي وفي صحيحي وفي صحيحي البخاري ومسلم عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بني الإسلام على خمس بني الإسلام على خمس شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة والحج وصوم رمضان أو نوب الشيخ شيخ عبد المحسن حفظه الله وبارك فيه he mentioned also another hadith this hadith is in Sayyah al-Bukhari and Sayyah muslim in Sayyah al-Bukhari is hadith number 8 in Sayyah muslim is a hadith number 113 on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar alhamdulillah Look at the family, Ahwan, 113. Now the first hadith in this book is narrated by the father, Umar radiallahu The second, the very second hadith is narrated by the son, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, who said that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Islam is built upon five. To bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is 
is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and to establish the prayer and to pay the zakat and hajj and fast in Ramadan see here in this in the hadith of Jibreel fasting was before hajj in this hadith hajj before fast it's the only difference between the two narrations قال الشيخ حفظه الله شيخ عبد المحسن وأعظم هذه الأركان وأهمها الشهادتان Now Islam is built upon five pillars but the Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Hafidhullah is telling us that the greatest of these pillars and the most important of all of them is الشهادتان not just one shahada is two شهادتان الشهادة لله بالألوهية ولنبيه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالرسالة There is two shahada The first one you bear witness that Allah is the only true God There is no true God but Allah سبحانه وتعالى And therefore he alone deserves to be worshipped No one else share with Allah سبحانه وتعالى and the second shahada, you bear witness that his prophet Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Not somebody else. Not Elijah Muhammad and the like. Alright? Not the Kadhab, Musaylim al Kadhab. Not anybody else who may claim to be the messenger of Allah. Now you bear witness that the true messenger is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. ومقتدى هاتين الشهادتين يقول الشيخ عبد المحسن حفظه الله أن لا يعبد إلا الله وأن تكون العبادة طبقا لما جاء به رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم How we apply these two shahada that none should be worshipped except Allah that's what he means when he say la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah that's what it means that none deserves to be worshipped except Allah and that ibadah that you're doing it for Allah should be in accordance to what the messenger of Allah came with from Allah that's what it means when somebody say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah when the muaddin said that in the adhan when the muslims who hear the muaddin and reply with him after him and when we say it and we hear it in the iqama and when we say it in our tashahhud what does it mean this is not just a statement we say with a tongue now we have to know what does it mean correctly Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah ta'ala he says it's amazing that you find many Muslims these days they say this Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah constantly repeating it and they fall into shirk and they fall into bid'ah and innovations because they do not understand they don't understand their meanings because when somebody say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah 
they are saying that no one deserves to be worshipped. So therefore, all actions of worship has to be performed for Allah. But now they say, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, and they go to a grave and say, Ya Fulan, help me. That's ibadah. Dua, istighatha, they go on slaughter for other than them. Allah, they slaughter for the jinn. So these people, you think they understand what they're saying? No, they don't. Because if they really understand what they're saying, they're saying, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. If, it, if other people, they say, look, yes, Allah is, 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 is God, but this man in the grave is God too. So those people, you think, but these people, they say, look, man, I bear witness that there is no true God but Allah. I bear witness that there is no true deity that deserves to be worshipped except Allah. And they still perform some actions of worship for other than Allah. Shaykh al-Albani says, SubhanAllah, these people, the mushrikun of Quraysh, they understood the meaning of La ilaha illallah better than them. <laughs> That's why the mushrik of Quraysh, they refuse to say La ilaha illallah. Why they refuse? Because they know if they say that, if they accept that, they would not devote some actions of worship for their false gods. They know it. They know what it means. But Muslims, they say La ilaha illallah, and they go to say the zina. They go to Abdul Qadir Jailani, Hussein, Fulan, Illan. That's Allah salam al Likewise, when a person say, I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. What does it mean? That person is saying, when it comes to Islam, I'm not going to follow anything except that which the messenger of Allah left for us. You see, that's what it means. What it means, when a person say, I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, alone. Not Muhammad and Mustafa, who's another person. Not Muhammad and I don't know who. No, this person say, I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is the messenger of Allah. Him and another person? No, just him. Are you sure? Yes. So now what does it mean? It means when you come to apply in Islam, that person should only apply that which the Messenger left for him. Left for us all. Meaning if a person began to act upon innovations, so he has a problem with understanding the meaning of Muhammad Rasulullah. That's what Shaykh Fawzan says exactly. He says when you find someone Say, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. But he go against their meanings. That person don't understand what he means. That person need to learn the true meanings of when he says, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped, still committing shirk. This person say, he bear witness that there is only one messenger, the messenger Muhammad still following some other people. When they bring him innovations into the deen, that's Allah salamu Qala Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Allah, wa kullu amalin la yanfa'u sahibahu indallahi illa idha kana khalisan lillahi wa mutabiqan li sunnati rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then the Shaykh Hafidahullah says, every action 
every worship, every act of worship would not benefit its door, the person who, who, who performed it, with Allah, would not be of any benefit for that person, he or she, with Allah, unless and until that action was performed sincerely, son, sincerely for Allah, not for dunya, not for position, not for praise, not for any other uh, purpose, for Allah. That's the first condition. And it has to be in accordance with the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. So it's very important for us, Ikhwan, to learn from this, to check our actions. Because time is moving quickly. It seems like yesterday we were asking one another where Ramadan will start. Now Ramadan is gone. Some people are already finished the six of Shawwal. Alhamdulillah. Shawwal is coming to an end soon. Now what does it mean? Are we moving closer and closer to the grave? And we don't even know when this is going to happen. Because that is certain tomorrow is not. What does it mean? That means that we have to be careful, Ya Khwan. Everything we do, we have to fulfill these two conditions. Ikhlas and mutaba'a ali Rasulullah sallallahu You want to do anything, salat, ibadah, you want to give advice, you want to criticize somebody, right? Somebody you heard him did something or made a mistake, what are you doing it for? Are you doing to expose this person in front of everybody? Are you doing it because you have some beef with him like they say? We are doing it for Allah because this person said a mistake and he wants the mistake to be corrected so that the people know what is right. What do we do things for? When we give advice to somebody, what are we doing it for? To belittle them or because we want good for them as we want good for ourselves? Likewise, when we are advised ourselves, are we taking it or we rejecting it and we get like all salty and the like, you know, who are you to give me the advice? No. Why? Ikhlas. Naam, you make a mistake, say I made a mistake. So what is the problem? You're a human. You made a mistake, say Naam, I, I, I said that? Astaghfirullah, atubu That's what I, I said, it, akhi? Now you're right. That was a mistake from me. Astaghfirullah wa atubu When did I say that, akhi? Jumu'ah? Yes. Okay, next Jumu'ah, Ikhwan, I said this last Jumu'ah, I was wrong, this is what is right. You say it in a class, in that same class. Assalamu alaikum Ikhwan, Jazakumullah khairan. One brother reminded me, I said this, it is wrong. May Allah forgive me, this is what is right. No, you do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you do it in a way of following the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam ya khwan, so we're going to stop here inshallah ta'ala and we're going to continue inshallah next time inshallah Zakumullah khayn, barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu wa sallam ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa taslim al-kathir